Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey guys, this is Jennifer with the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. Today we're going to do things a little bit different, and that's because, like you, Corey and I and the entire team over at Insight, we have been swamped with getting ready for the end of the year and trying to get a little planning done for 2018. You know, this is a good problem to have, but it's been a couple weeks since we've put out a fresh podcast. So I thought that this morning what I would do is just share with you some of the things we're doing to prepare for next year as we unwind and kind of unpack what's been successful in 2017. So one thing I think that we know that we've been doing a good job is that our doctors that we work with are asking for more and more things. It's not just the doctors, but it's the practice managers also. But more and more, I notice that I've got doctors coming to me asking for more videos, asking for more patient testimonials, asking for us to get them on more social networks. And we've got practice managers asking for us to be more involved in not just online reputation management for physicians and for the practices, but for just overall reputation management um, to get our hands dirty in customer experience opportunities and employee training programs. This, This is testament to building a relationship from a marketing perspective with your clients or with your doctors and having them, um, once they understand the value of what it is that you're bringing to them in terms of video and patient testimonials and social marketing and getting your content out there and just how you as a marketing professional are involved in the overall customer experience and overall reputation for the entire practice. It's that relationship that when they come to you and ask for more, it finally shows that what you're doing is working and they're taking note to it. Another area that we're really seeing as we're, as we're kind of like recapping from 2017 is that because we're being asked more and more from a marketing perspective to get involved in employee relations. And um, we were doing a little planning this last week and really talked about, you know, more and more marketing is getting into that frontline managing and engaging that employee relationship because we've got some practices that are pushing two, three, four hundred employees and more and more employee turnover, especially as the economy has improved, becomes a difficult, um, difficult cost barrier for HR departments and for practices hiring, training and keeping good people. And so the more that marketing is becoming involved in the human resource um, experience, the better for everybody involved. So what we're dealing with on our side are creating more employee newsletters. You know, marketing steps up and has to do the graphics and, and bring the content. We have teams that we're working with that are related to, um, you know, we put together an employee newsletter for one practice, but in order to do that, we have to 
create somewhat of an employee engagement area. And what we do is we create a committee, bring together a couple of employees once a month, and everybody brings something to the table that can be added into the employee newsletter. So it allows us to accomplish engagement, when at the same time allows us to get the content for marketing to put together that employee newsletter. We find more and more we're being asked to create employee intranets. So you know you may have a printed newsletter for your employees to increase engagement, make sure that your employees are educated about what's going on at the practice, but maybe you don't have an employee intranet, which is just a website that is internal to employees only, where you can post new jobs, you can post things that are happening, information about new doctors. We had a... Um, a great employee outreach effort for one of the practices that we work with recently in the state of Florida. And we did a, um, a supply drive for those individuals that were suffering on the island of Puerto Rico. We have a lot of um, Puerto Rican employees, and it was very close to home. So we had them put together um, gift boxes that we then tied up with a local group and, and sent those gift boxes down to Puerto Rico. So when they arrived at Puerto Rico and they found their way into a family, the family took a photo of what was in the box and it happened to have a flag, a Puerto Rican flag with the name of the practice. And they posted the flag on social media channels. And we got a lot of great play from that from a standpoint of just goodwill in the community and people seeing that the practice cared about what was happening on the island. But then we were able to take that same kind of success story and share it on the employee intranet and in the employee newsletter because we don't assume that all employees are on social media. So more and more we're being asked to meld kind of the traditional online, offline marketing that we're doing out of practice to attract new customers um, at the same time marketing to our fellow employees. Other things that we're working on are employee reward programs. You know, how do you get employees to offer up suggestions at the practice to find um, ways to reward employees that are going above and beyond their job. So a lot of employee reward programs these last um, quarter or so that we're being asked to have marketing get involved in. And one thing we're looking at for 2018 across several practices that we work with is putting together a social media ambassador program. What I mean by this is melding um, not just the marketing team putting out messages and, and managing kind of the social media process, but finding a way to, to identify you know, key high potential employees that maybe are stuck in their everyday job and looking for another opportunity to use them to train how to use social media, explain what messages that we're trying to get out there, and allow the employees to help us share those messages across their platforms and their social networks. And this involves not just training of employees and rules related to social media and process improvement and making sure we have a social media handbook, but it involves ongoing training and tracking. And so this is something that we're looking at for 2018, like I said, across many practices. Another thing that we're seeing um, this year especially feels like every orthopedic practice that we're working with is opening a standalone walk-in clinic or an urgent care We've got um, orthos that are opening, opening fluoroscopy suites, pain management centers. I think that you guys are probably out there feeling the same thing. It just feels like everybody this past year and this past couple of quarters is launching, um, are launching new programs, new and exciting things, and marketing is constantly trying to keep up. We've got ENT groups that are branching out and opening balance centers that are getting into vestibular rehab, and um, you know it's a total different way that we're marketing vestibular rehab and. Um, Apart from the way we would traditionally market the ENT, now we're having to almost like, you know, they've opened up an entirely new service line, which to us feels like 
an entirely new practice. And unfortunately, marketing seems to come into the equation um, kind of in the, the ninth inning, like they've got it all teed up and then we have to figure out how to bring the thing home. And so we're dealing with that with urgent cares. Um, Corey and I spent the entire morning yesterday at a new urgent care opening for one of our clients. And um, we've spent the last month working with the vestibular rehab with the, with a large ENT practice too, just trying to figure out how we're going to attract patients to this um, this new service line and how we're going to share it with the rest of the physician community within these communities too. You know, just like you guys, we're seeing ophthalmologists that are adding more ancillary and cash-based business units, everything from hair removal to facial, facial cosmetics and full-service spas. And um, it seems like finally, finally this year, Everybody is ready to tackle AdWords and more digital advertising. It's like we've been preaching to the choir for years. You've got to spend some money in order to make some money. It's the only area that we can quantify and really prove ROI across the board. And it seems like more and more we finally are seeing our clients and the physician groups that we're working with go all in on the digital advertising. We did a test um, this last quarter with a practice that we were working with. It was a spine center practice and um, they were light on some of their clinics in one particular geographic area. So we were running very geo-targeted ads. Um, doesn't seem like a lot. It was less than $500 a month if you consider how many offices that they had. We ran a test for about two weeks. And during the time at the conclusion of that test, we were able to see that the dollars being spent online in these one series of geo-targeted ads saw significant increases to the number of patients for the spine center that were scheduling appointments. Qualified patients, new patients coming into this because we were looking at the day-to-day appointment schedules and we were tying them to some geo-targeted ads um, on Facebook to drive those appointment requests. And because we've had some success, real success that we can show case studies on it, now it feels like all of the docs are willing to jump in, not jump in where they say, yeah, as a sidebar, but really say, look, I'm putting all of my dollars, my advertising dollars into digital which is fantastic. It just takes a lot of work. And so as you're looking at what you've um, done successfully in 2017, make sure that you are pitching this to your physicians, that digital advertising still is and more than ever is 100% the, the place that we need to be going. We've got so many offices that have been opening, like I said before, just so many new offices and practices that are expanding, so many new doctors that are coming on board, and just, again, just always competing with the hospitals. Um, we only work with independent physicians, But um, those independent physicians are always paying attention to what the hospitals are doing. I think at the end of the day, when it comes to marketing, um, marketing your practice, we're all kind of in the same business. And it doesn't matter what your specialty or your subspecialties are. We're all competing for an audience that is overwhelmed and completely saturated with information. We've We've literally reached that saturation point. Um, When you're scrolling on your phone, let's say you're on Facebook, you're scrolling on your on your phone, you know, if you have to wait one second for something to load or if something doesn't truly catch your attention, we're on to the next thing. And marketing teams, whether you're doing marketing in-house or out-of-house and, and you've got an agency, marketing teams are more and more involved than ever before in the day-to-day business. You know, plus we're, be, we're responsible on top of being involved in the day-to-day business, like I was saying, with the employer relations and, and managing the customers you've got. We're responsible for competing for the attention of these eyeballs. And, you know, what's the solution to this? Because, you know, like I said, I've got 
all these docs that are coming at us every single day. I want videos. I want patient testimonials. I want to be on more social networks. What are you doing to bring in more patients? Are we spending dollars? Why are we spending so many dollars? It's on and on and on. And you're constantly trying to, you're constantly trying to satisfy what's coming at you. And you're reacting to, you know, demands that we're receiving from the top. When the solution, I really think, is to right now, this time of the year, I'm recording this in mid-November, you've got between now and the end of the year, just stop what you're doing. It's time to slow down. I was listening to a Gary Vanderchuk um, podcast the other day, and he said something that really struck me. He said, you know, when you're trying to go out there and compete for these eyeballs and compete for this attention, go deep, not wide. You know, what does that mean? It means go deep in the things that you're good at. Look at what you're doing right now, what's working, and where you can be more efficient at it. Some of the things that we're looking at, um, because we have been doing a lot of planning, we're working on four-day weeks right now so that we can spend one day per week looking at what has worked in 2017 and where we can improve so that we can open up that precious time that allocation of time so that we have we can squeeze yet another hour or two out of the day to explore new opportunities for the practices we work with. So some of the things that we're looking at getting deeper into is we're looking at getting deeper into social media in 2018. Traditionally, for the practices that we work with, we tell you to go where the eyeballs are and to realize that there's only so many hours in the day, so you can't necessarily be on all the social networks at once. So typically, we'll suggest be on Facebook first, and then maybe look at Twitter. And then next, maybe look at Instagram. We are not on Instagram as much as we'd like to be, so we're going to go all in in 2018 with a handful of our clients. So what we're doing now, uh, rather than say we're just going to do it half-ass, what we're doing now is we're coming up with the plan. We're looking at 12-week plans so that we have a game plan going into 2018 of not just that we're going to get on Instagram, but how we're going to do it, how we're going to engage, what tools we're going to use, who's going to be responsible, how we're going to communicate it to the partners that we've got out there, and how we're going to blow it out of the park. And so, again, we're not looking to just get into another social network for the sake of getting into it. We're looking to get deep into that social network, and that's what we're looking at for 2018. We're not looking to be on Facebook. We're looking to be in Facebook. And the reason I say this is Facebook for us is no longer a place just to market the practice. Yeah, we were opening a walk-in clinic yesterday and we were experimenting with our new 360 camera, doing some office tours, some live video, things of that nature. That was great. We have um, photos of our first walk-in clinic um, patient that came in. He was a like an 11-year-old boy and he had sprained his ankle and he had to get some x-rays done and we got a photo of him with the photo release and it did really well from a shares perspective. You know, those are great um, fluffy things for communicating messages on Facebook, but we're not just going to be on Facebook anymore. We're going to be inside of Facebook. And what I mean by that is, yes, it's A, communicating messages. B, we are very deep into the digital advertising on Facebook because it's still extremely inexpensive and it has a tremendous return on your investment. So if you're not there, you need to get in there. But the next side, I mentioned it before, is that we're seeing more and more that marketing is getting pulled into this overall customer experience. 
and the online reputation management is no longer just online, it's offline as well. And so we are now in Facebook because Facebook is the the platform of choice to patients and customers looking for feedback, looking to communicate with the practice, looking for instantaneous feedback. And so we now have to be in it 24-7. It is the after-hour appointment line. It is the place people are going to asking for information about their upcoming appointment. It is the place where your physicians and your front office staff are going to be reviewed. And they're not just going to be reviewed three weeks later when they get a press gainy survey in the mail or they get whatever your review process is for getting feedback from your patients, they're going to be reviewed while their patient is still sitting in the waiting room. And so from a customer experience standpoint, what can you do, whether it's a marketing person or an operations individual, to make the customer experience better and more efficient and to engage that potential patient on social media, not to talk about their case, not to talk about whatever their healthcare need is, but to identify the fact that they're at your practice, they're asking questions, they're making comments, they're checking in on social media to create an ongoing dialogue. And so that's what we're talking about when we're saying we're going to be in Facebook this year and not just on Facebook. And this may sound like pie in the sky to you right now when you're driving your car and you're listening to it, but the fact is this is where things are going. If you look up right now, social customer service, this is where things are going, and now is the time for you to be paying attention to it. If you've been paying attention to online reputation management for your physicians and you have all of your profiles claimed and you pay attention to what happens on Yelp and health grades and vitals and those websites as well, this is the next iteration of where it's all going, being in Facebook and not just on it. And this goes to all the social channels, but Facebook still being the biggest and the most demanding in terms of um, eyeballs and where your potential patients are going to be. Some other things that we're looking at are, you know, upgrading in 2018. Um, If you've been following the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast for any amount of time, you know that we are big advocates for the patient-first philosophy, a patient-first approach to your marketing, um, leading with patient stories and patient outcomes and successful um, patient testimonials, and really using your patients and their outcomes to put your best foot forward. We do a lot of um, a lot of videos and patient testimonial videos, and we're looking at these patient testimonial videos and turning them into different types of content. Traditionally, we'll film a video, edit the video down, put the video on social media, put the video on YouTube, come back, write a long-form piece of content, which does very well from a search perspective, and then maybe do some, um, some static graphics that we can then use on social media as well, and then maybe promote a piece of content and put some advertising dollars behind it. And then we'll revisit that piece of content a couple times a year and see how it's doing. What we're looking for in 2018 is taking these hundreds and hundreds of hours of patient testimonial videos and pieces of long-form content that we've spent years creating and not necessarily diving into creating more, although there will be opportunities to create more content, but looking at where we have good content already and repurposing it with new content types. So we're looking at new videos that are um, that are you know ten seconds versus two minutes. We're looking at taking those videos and turning them into slide shares and 
and um, graphics that'll do well on Pinterest because Pinterest is a real traffic driver. We're looking at ways that we can take those existing pieces of content and refresh them so that it's less time on the marketing department, but it's new content and it's something new and exciting to put out there that really sets the practice apart. It's part of the reason we're exploring with 360 video. You know, can we take 360 video into an operating room? Can we take it into an exam room? What can we do that is cost effective and time efficient, but at the same time really helps us when we're competing for those on those eyeballs online? So we're tired of the same old, same old and we're really diving into the data here at the end of 2017, figuring out what we can use or reuse and recycle from years past to make it successful and, and fresh in 2018. And then finally, as we are doing our planning for end of year, we're really trying to focus um, not so much from an agency standpoint, but we're looking at it through the eyes of our um, the practices we work with. And how can we, as the marketing teams, focus more on the customers that we have, the patients that are already in the practice, and focus more on them and not as much on new and exciting ways always and more dollars to spend to bring new patients into the practice. And it kind of all ties back together. You know, for all of us, the biggest marketing opportunities we've got are those people that are sitting in our waiting rooms. They're already there. They're on their phones. They're checking in on Facebook. They're telling their neighbors and everybody else. They're making referrals online every single day. What can we do to market to those individuals who are already sitting in our rooms? Is it more signage? Is it more interactive? Is it um, lobby videos that are changing out that are delivering a certain type of message, telling a story about your practice? Is it the follow-up, the online reputation management, getting the five-star ratings, getting the feedback? Is it the engagement on social? So we find more and more as we're looking at planning into next year, we're focusing more on what's going on within the four walls of the practice and how to influence those individuals where we have a captive audience already versus trying to spend additional dollars to go out there and attract more people into the practice. Because if we can't take care of the ones we've got, how are we going to go out there and justify getting more and more people if they're just going to fall off and leave us a two- or a three-star review? And so as we get our head around 2008 marketing, the one thing that I'm going to say is if you can do anything right now, it's stop. Slow down. Look at what you're doing that's performing well. Look at how you can make it more efficient. And then take a look at the four walls that you've got inside your practice and how we can market to these existing customers first. Because you're not just marketing to the people that are waiting for an appointment, you're also marketing to your employees and it all ties together. It's all about not just being on marketing, it's being in the marketing. And it's now a two-way, three-way, four-way street and there's lots of communication channels and it's about understanding what that message is and then bringing it home. So I hope you found this a little bit helpful. Um, we took a little hiatus of having two hosts on here, but hopefully this works for you for this week. I just wanted to get this information out there. I hope that you have a very successful planning session for your 2008 endeavors, but I hope you take a minute to understand what worked in 2017. With that, I'm Jennifer with the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, and I'll see you next time. Thanks a lot for joining me. 
Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders. 